Open your Bibles this morning to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. One thing I know for sure about vision is this. If we can't see what God is doing, we're going to stumble and we're going to fall all over ourselves. But if we will attend to what he reveals to us in his word and what he reveals to us by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are most blessed. So I encourage you today to hold fast to the things that God has placed in your heart. A couple vision quotes. Vision is seeing the invisible and making it visible. Vision is an informed bridge from the present to a better future. You know, your future is bright when your life is in the hand of the Lord. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Uh, they are plans for good. We serve a good God, and he's got good plans for us. And he will do us good all the days of our life. And not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. The Amplified Version says, to give you hope in your final outcome. The number one thing that I do and you can do to make sure that your dreams and your visions stay alive is to stay focused. It is absolutely vital. And there are so many dream thieves out there that will distract you to get you off the path, to get you off the track that the Lord has you on. That is why we must be fixed on Christ, unlimited supply every day. Say it with me, I'm being fixed on Christ, unlimited supply, unlimited leading, unlimited grace every day of my life. And so purpose in your heart to stay focused, you can do it. That requires looking away from anything and everything that would distract unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. You have discovered that the enemy will not just roll over and play dead because you have a vision. But rather, sometimes he'll get even more tuned up. That's a good indicator that you are in the center of God's will. Storms may come, floods may arise, but I heard the Lord say today, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be like Paul. Just purpose in your heart. You know what? I'm not moved. None of these things are going to move me off the path that God has me. In my pathway is life. In my pathway is light. In my pathway is love. And there is no death. How about yours? In my pathway, say it with me, is life. In my pathway is life. In my pathway is love. Now here's another real important thing not to forget. You must purpose in your heart that you are going to persevere when you're walking out the things that God has placed in your heart. We do know that visions, dreams, do not come to pass overnight, do they? That's why Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it's going to speak. 
You know, the clip that we just saw speaks of a portion of all that the Lord has done these last 33 years here in the East Bay. It's an awesome thing. He is to be glorified. He is to be praised. And He is to be lifted up. And as we continue to do so, we're going to see more people being drawn to Him. Amen. He says, it will not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not Terry. So he told us in advance to wait. Now here's a couple of quotes from a, a mighty man of God down in Georgia, Andy Stanley. He said this, you're not responsible for figuring out how God is going to pull off your vision for your life. You are responsible, however, to do what you know to do. You know, some mornings you just got to get up and put one foot in front of the other. Have you found that out? Maybe some of you were that way today. You're responsible to do what you know to do. And then you must wait. Amen? So perseverance is the act of continuing on a course in the spite of difficulty or adversity. I love what Andy says in his book, Visioneering. He says this, in the meantime, we must see success for what it is faithfulness to his process and we must celebrate this is important little successes along the way if you wait till the full corn in the ear to get happy you might be waiting a long time i say to you stay happy stay filled with joy give god the glory with the little and he will take the little and he will make it mucho grande that just felt good pastor tom After all, that's how we roll, right? Roll? Okay. Instead of, you had to be here last week to catch that. Instead of cursing your surroundings, instead of cursing your surroundings, celebrate your faithfulness in spite of your surroundings. The problem with cursing your current surrounding is that, like anything else you curse, it becomes a focus. And to focus on what's around you diminishes your ability to focus on what's before you. I'm telling you what, what's before you and what's on the inside of you is much, much greater than what's coming against you. It's much, much greater than what might be surrounding you. The greater one lives on the inside of you. Come on, somebody, get happy. Peter Lowe says the most important trait I've found in all successful people is that they have conquered the temptation to give up. Persevere. Looking at Hebrews chapter 10, and notice with me a couple of verses, and they're going to pull it up in the King James, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified. From verse 35, it says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. For it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. We serve Jehovah Jireh. We serve the God of abundant compensation. He said to Abram, fear not, I am with you. I am your shield and I'm your abundant compensation. God compensates faithfulness. God rewards obedience. Amen? So don't be discouraged. Don't fling away your fearless confidence. It has a reward. Now notice verse 36. 
For you have need, we have need of steadfast patience, endurance, and perseverance. Why? So that we may perform and fully accomplish the will of God. In other words, so that we may do what God puts in our heart and see the vision come to pass. So that we may fully accomplish the will of God and read the rest with me. And thus receive and carry away... We will enjoy what is promised when we do the will of God. When are we to do the will of God? Before we receive the reward. And so visionaries are not just casual, sit-by-ly-by waiters. That's not the kind of waiting we're talking about. We're talking about waiting while we're doing on the Lord and in the Lord. Visionaries are doers of what God places in their heart. Visionaries don't have excuses. Visionaries don't look at what they don't have. Visionaries look at what they, come on, do have. Visionaries don't look at what they can't do. Visionaries look at what they can do. And my Bible says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So this patience, this endurance, and this perseverance is keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on on a sunny day. Keeping on on a rainy day. Keeping on when you got a headache day. Keeping on when the bad reports come. You just keep on in spite of opposition and in your endurance and in your perseverance, you will keep your soul. It will be intact and you will have a peace, come on, that passes all understanding. Woo, glory. Verse 38. But the just shall live by faith. How shall the just live? The just shall live by faith. Now notice the last part of that. And if he draws back and shrinks what? So the just who live by faith are not to draw back or to shrink in fear, but they are to move with the spirit of faith. If we shrink back in fear, God says, my soul shall have no pleasure, my soul shall have no delight in him. Now, I'm looking at a group of people today that I fully believe want to please God. Amen. Say it with me. I'm a God pleaser. I'm a God pleaser. Therefore, I walk by faith, I walk by faith. And, not by and not by sight. I don't live in fear. I, live in, fear. I live in faith. I, live in I don't live by what I see. I live, I live by what I believe. I live by what I say. I'm going in my life every day. God's way. Now listen, here, here's a truth that is so important, so vital. In a few moments, we're going we're gonna to share with you how to stay out of the mully grubs concerning our attitudes. Say it with me, I am persevering, for I'm living by faith. Amen. So let's carry away. Let's enjoy to the full all that God has for us. Now, here's another thing that I've discovered. Did you not know that the passage of time sometimes will get to you? I mean, between the amen and the here it is. The passage of time can be a dream thief. 
It can be a vision thief. But you know, I submit to you today, we don't live by TikTok. We don't live by a clock. We live by the inward compass on the inside of us. For we are not led by time. We are led by the God of time. We are led by the spirit of the living God. And we don't put our vision on any time clock. We put our vision in the hands of God. Do what we know to do. And he will do for us what we cannot do in and of ourselves. That's a good report, guys. But this passage of time, I've seen this in my life. And I've really, really had to focus on not allowing it to pull me down or to tire me out or to get me weary. Now, weariness is a force of the enemy that he uses in these last days to wear you out, to cause you to become weary in your race. In Galatians 6, 9, it addresses this in the Amplified Version. I want you to look at that. He says, let us not lose heart. Let us not grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing what? Doing right. It's right to do the will of God. Is it not? And so he's saying, while you're doing the will of God, don't you lose heart. Don't grow weary. Don't grow faint in acting nobly and in doing right. For in due season and at the appointed season... We will what? Say it with me. I'm part of the reaping generation. Hallelujah. We shall reap. Now here's the condition. Read it with me. If we do not loosen, relax our courage and faint. Now I've discovered this in my life. One way, not the only way, that I keep myself from growing weary And becoming faint-hearted. And I cannot stand before you today and tell you that I've never been weary and never been faint. Because I have. But I've learned the key not to be that way. And I'm growing in it. And I believe that you're growing in it as well. But listen. One way that we will not grow weary and faint is we must keep hope alive. So these three things. Number one. What did we say? Number one? Number one is what? Stay focused. Number two is what? Perseverance. And number three is keep hope alive. Declare it right now. I'm going to keep hope. I'm going to keep it alive. Now here's what we know about hope. When a person loses hope, the scripture says that hope deferred or hope that is lost will cause the heart to stoop. You know, if I'm down on the inside, I'm going to be down on the outside. Have you discovered that? So when a person loses this hope, when a person becomes uh, hopeless, if you will, their heart begins to stoop. But I love the message translation says this. Unrelenting disappointment leaves your heart sick. Come on. But a sudden good break can turn life around. Read it with me. Unrelenting disappointment leaves your heart sick. Everyone say, but! But a sudden good break. Woo! Glory. I'm a firm believer in the suddenlies. 
We got only suddenly believers over here? Are you a believer in the suddenlies over here? There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And suddenly the room was filled where they were all sitting. How about these two sections over here? You believing for some suddenlies? A sudden good break (laughs) can turn your life around. So don't you dare... Allow your hopes to fade. Believe for suddenlies. Believe for breakthroughs. What is hope? Well, hope is simply having a confident, favorable expectation. It means to be intensely expectant, to be confidently looking forward to something you fully expect to happen. See, the opposite of hope, I have found, is despair. Right? And you define despair. I looked it up this week in the dictionary. Despair is an expectation or an apprehension based on fear of something bad that could happen. So you have two sides. You have hope looking to the future with a favorable confidence. And then you have despair being fearful and apprehensive about what might happen. Has anybody ever been there? Now here's what I found out. I found out how to overcome this despair. How to overcome this despair. I have discovered, and and in my life, I don't know about you, but I've gone back and forth between hope and despair. And that gets old quick. It's like you can alternate between faith and fear. Anybody ever done that? You know what it's called? It's called wavering. (laughs) And he that wavereth is like a wind of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And so then it becomes my responsibility to stop alternating and stay in the faith zone and stay in the hope zone. And here's what I found out. That if I will live and you will live your little life In union and in communion with Him, if you will dwell in Him and He will dwell in you, you are literally dwelling in love. Listen now. And we have believed the love that God has to us. And as we believe and have confidence in His love and we dwell in this love, and we get a deep appreciation for how much he loves us, we start living in the love realm. You start living in the love realm. What does that mean? To where you are so sure that God's got you. You are so sure, hey, if love be for me, who can be against me? Man, all these things, I'm more than a conqueror through him. That loves me. God loves me. Love loves me. He had my past. He's got my present. He's got your future. Love is on your side. Love is for you. Love is going before you. Live in that. Develop a mindset of that. Of how much my Father loves me. And no good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. Now listen very carefully. I'm encouraging you to live in vital union and in communion and dwell 
in God. That is the love realm. Now, turn to 1 John 4, 18 in the Amplified Version. This is a revelation, guys. This is good. And this will keep your hope alive. Living in love. He says this. There is no what? There's no fear in love. Dread does not exist in the life of a man or a woman who live in the love zone. In other words, there will be no apprehension, no fear of the future, no fear or apprehension of things being bad in your life because you're living in love. Say this with me. Put your hand over your heart and say, Father... From this moment forward, I choose love. I choose to declare that my faith today works by a revelation of your love. Dread, you cannot exist in my life anymore. Dread, I resist you. Now go like this. I invite... The God of hope to fill me with all joy and faith and peace as I believe the Word of God. And so here's what happens full grown, complete, perfect love, this revelation, it turns fear and dread out of doors. Why don't we say goodbye to dread forever? God's not the God of dread. He's the God of hope. Amen? Amen. And so I've discovered this, that if I'm going to see vision fulfilled to the degree that the Lord wants it fulfilled in my life individually, and all of us as a church, I've discovered this, that I must keep hope alive. Now Hebrews says this, that this hope serves as a sure anchor of the soul. In other words, it won't allow you to slip It can't break down no matter who steps upon it. Now, there will be things that will try to step on your hope. But I submit to you, hope anchors your soul. It keeps you stable in unstable times. It enables you to stay focused when you would be distracted. It enables you to persevere because you know that this hope is going to carry you through all the way to the other side of whatever circumstances you might be facing. It's an anchor of your soul. I dare say that our souls need some anchoring. Say this with me. Hoping in God keeps me at rest, keeps me firm and steady. And when my mind is being bombarded by thoughts of giving up, I won't look down. I'll look up. I'll look within. And the God of hope will quicken me. And so a major key then, a major key in keeping your hope alive is found in Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40. And get ready. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God. We're going to take our vision list. We're going to hold it up before the Lord. Then I've got some other things I want to share with you. But I want you to read this with me in Isaiah 40 verse 31. 
Well, what did you learn at church today? I learned to keep my hope alive. I learned to stay focused. I learned to persevere. Now notice with me. But those who wait for the Lord, this is not a lazy wait. This is the waiting of expecting and looking for and hoping in Him. So as you do this in waiting on Him, here's what will happen. You'll change. You shall change. Your mindset shall change. You will have a change of mind and a change of heart. And not only that, and your strength shall be renewed. Read that with me. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. Read it. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Everybody can wait on the Lord. You know, we're waiting all the time in California. You're waiting on 880. You're waiting on 680. You go to the doctor. You're waiting in the room. I mean, life is full of waiting. While you're waiting, don't get stressed out. Just turn your attention over to Him in those times. And just start praising Him and say, Lord, right in the middle of this natural wait, I'm going to wait on You. I'm going to trust You. I'm confident in You. Thank You, Lord. You're a good God. And things are coming out all right for me. Amen. The message says this. They will run and they will not get tired. Listen very carefully. This enables you and I to walk out our assignments and not be weary. What this is saying to us today is we can walk and we will not lag behind, but we can be in step with everything that God's put in our heart. Amen? So what's your take home today? What are the three points? How to, how to keep, it, keep your vision alive? Number one, stay. Number two, be a person of per. Number three, keep. Can you do it? Yes. Say it with me. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I am a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a shout. Amen. Woo, glory.